Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening everybody. I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. God bless you. God bless you. I'm seeing Francis Bones here. God bless you, Franklina. Miss B. I. Frank, Dakep Prince, God bless you. Akusia ADK, Tricia Quaid, the Given Shepherd, Lentafin has, God bless you. Vivian Anand, Frank Bauer, Glory, Ifia, Kuamansa, God bless you. Macarius, Royal Lion, God bless you. Padios, Difti Abena, Erica, David, KP Boatin, Isaac Lamte, God bless you. Theo, God bless you, Reggie. God bless you, Thomas. Favored Ruby, Nanatu Four, Josie Yayera. God bless all of you. God bless all of you and keep all of you strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to welcome everybody. I want to welcome everybody to this wonderful platform this evening. It's a time that we are going to spend before the presence of the Lord to receive of the breath of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We exalt you. We honor you for such a time as this, even in your presence, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that your mighty hand will be stretched forth above us let your grace be strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let your covering be mighty in Jesus' precious mighty name. We pray that your spirit will take absolute control over our lives and over our destinies in Jesus' precious mighty name. Your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power that it might impart grace even into the hearts of your listeners in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for divine mercy. We pray for the spirit of knowledge, of wisdom, and of understanding. We pray for the spirit of wisdom, of knowledge, and of understanding even upon our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I- 
Thank you, mighty God, for the wings of your spirit that is covering us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Speak a word of fire into our bones and into our souls. And let your name alone be glorified in Jesus' precious mighty name. Open our eyes, Lord. Let it escape. Let us cover our eyes from beholding the truth of your word be broken and be taken off. And let the word and the light of your word shine even in our path in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We came very late this evening because I was handling some few things. But we are still on fire for God. And whatever the Lord has purposed to do, we will surely do it. All right. All right. Let me pass this message across quickly before we move on to what the Lord has for us this evening. Don't forget, God willing, tomorrow, exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time, we are meeting on Zoom for Mega One Word from the Lord. It's going to be a time of supernatural encounter with the heavens. The Lord has purpose to do amazing things in our lives. The power of God will touch people. Please let your parents sit with you. Get an apple for the person too. There's going to be instant healing, miracles, signs and wonders. The Lord is up to something amazing in our lives. So please make sure you don't forget your token of apple. And make sure you don't forget to join us exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time on Zoom. The link will be shared to us tonight right after this session. I'm going to um, create the link and I'll put it on the WhatsApp page so you start sharing the link from this night even till tomorrow in the evening. Amen. Alright, God bless you and keep all of you strong. And now, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. you. Alright, people of God. It is time, it is time to study and dive into the Word of God. And I believe that this evening, our hearts are going to be, you know, let me say, excited with the truth of God's Word. Hallelujah. And there are many things we've been asking ourselves that God is going to show us and is going to teach us. Now, my question is this. Today I just brought a question and we are all going to think about that question and believe that God will help us with the answer. Amen. Now, this is my question. When somebody dies, what happens to the person when somebody dies what happens to the person or where does the person go after death where does the person go after death and I think I've said some few things about that 
when somebody dies, what happens to the person? Where does the person go? Where does the person go after death? Anybody here with an answer? Somebody said the land of the dead. Mm. Somebody said a sound. Hey. Ah, yeah. Somebody said he appears under the sea, a place called a sound. Mm, okay. Another person said it's a Christian paradise. Okay. Somebody also said the ancestors and the ancestry. Okay. You are all giving answers. Somebody also said paradise. Okay. <laughs> Shabalakatias. Okay, another person said that goes to hell and go to the heavens. Okay. Some great man said, please, Papa, I personally believe the spirit goes back to the father. The soul gets judged and the body goes back to the is it the soil or the soul? I'm sure you are talking about soil. Okay, I see. Okay, Mark Oman said all the spirit separates. The body remains in the soil. The soul go. Does it go to God? I see. I see. Hey, have you seen that we are all not giving the same answers? We are all not giving the same answers. <laughs> but we are all Christians. Hey! We are all serving the same Christ. So what if you appear at a different place from where you already know after death? What, what are you going to say? <laughs> Amen. These are simple things that they, they were supposed to actually teach us um, in church. Long time. Long time. You were supposed to actually know this for a long time. Someone said resting resting place. Any place can be a resting place. You know? <laughs> and in fact, I'm going to touch on some few things and help us with little understanding. And then I want to leave a certain kind of hunger in your spirit so that you will yearn for more because if you are always being fed then the the one that is feeding you is not treating you well sometimes he has to show you ways to get food on your own are you with me Okay, some, some of you said the person will go to the realm of the dead. 
It is true. But that is not all. Because you can never end at the realm of the dead. It is a passage route. I told you that. A Samando is just a passage route. You pass through and you go somewhere else. Somebody said hell. Hell cry is a passage route. <laughs> Whether you like it or yes, people will not remain in hell forever. Because hell itself will be judged by God. Hell itself will be judged. Someone said physical body goes to the soil, the spirit goes to God, and the soul will be judged. Now, how would the soul be judged? That is what I'm trying to ask. Because if the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, that it is appointed unto man to die once, and after death, judgment. What is that judgment? How is that judgment going to be? What, what does that judgment entail of? <laughs> My God. Someone said, but I thought after judgment before lake of fire, you have to go into the scriptures and see what the Lord is saying. And I've already told you. You see, many of us make this mistake. We think that judgment means that we are all going to line up before God. And God will say, you, you did not do this, go on my left side. You two did not do this, go on my left. But you, you did this, go to the right side. That is not how judgment is like, people of God. Are you listening? Okay, I'm going to take my time. And you see, our pastors are really not helping us. They are really not helping us because they are not touching on some of these matters. They make you look, hey, let me tell you, anybody that tells you that there is not much recorded about life after death, the person is not actually studying the scriptures. God has actually written some things about it. I'm telling you. And today I will not teach all. I will not teach all. Even if I teach all, God will punish me. <laughs> so I will just say some few things that will ginger your spirit to know more. And maybe the next time I will add little. So I will be adding little, 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 little. You see the way your stomach is wide? You want to swallow everything. <laughs> all right now one of the things I want all of us to understand is that man now before you can understand where man will go after death you have to know where man came from before birth Take this statement well. Before you understand where man will go after death, you have to first understand where man came from before death. So before somebody is born from the mother's womb to the earth for 
the child to say in there for the first time, the child had actually been in travelings. A I've been saying this and I'll continuously say it. So you traveled before you got here. And it will shock you that even in your mother's womb, you are traveling. That amniotic fluid that you are in, in your mother's womb, is not just a physical fluid you can see. Not just. Not just. It is also a process of traveling. Before you have even, after you have grown in your mother's womb, before you are born, the womb of your mother has ten gates. All these ten gates must open before you are born to the earth. And each gate actually is speaking of a dimension. You are in just your mother's womb here. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, in your mother's womb. <laughs> but that one too. Is a dimension of traveling. So long as we lack a lot of knowledge about the birth of men, we will always be confused about the death of man. So life and death has become an issue that people really don't understand and they don't want to make mention of it. But let me tell you, a whole lot can happen to your life when you know where you came from and where you are going. It is so amazing. When you know where God brought you from and where God is taking you to, you will know how to live your life on this earth. Are you following Good. If you know where God brought you from and you know where He's taking you, you will know how to live your life on this earth. That is the reason why, if you're a Christian and you are still afraid of death, something is wrong with you. Uh-huh, that is where the problem starts. If you are a Christian and you are still afraid of death, something is wrong. You see the way the, the place has become quiet? <laughs> Alright. Now listen. The first thing you have to understand about man, before we even talk about man, let's talk about what we call death. Death. What is death? What at all is death? Now, I've said a lot about death in our previous um, meetings. And I told you that death is a strong angelic being 
a strong spirit being that works with God. Now, death is a strong spirit being and he has a lot of spirit beings that also work under them, that he commands them. And they are all also called death. Now, God, in his infinite wisdom, before creation, he spoke to a part of himself. I wish I could say something, but I can't go there. It will get most of you confused. He spoke to a part of himself. And before he started creation, he said, I made creation in a way that things will not end. That is the greatest mystery you can ever hear in your entire life. <laughs> that things will never end. Somebody said, man of God, this is blasphemy. The word of God doesn't teach that. Because we even have end times. What are you saying? Take your time. When I put water on fire and I boil it to the highest degree and it changes into vapor and I see that the silver is empty, it does not mean that water has ended. <laughs> that is not the end of the water. It has changed its state into another state that your eyes cannot see. No matter the matter, everything God has created doesn't end. It changes state and goes back to where it was taken from, which is God. If you put this at the back of your mind, it will help you. You will not go and preach nonsense message to put fear in people as an evangelist. We are all preaching the gospel of Christ. But we won't go and preach a message as if we don't know book. They see some young boys, they failed in Wasi. They have taken Bible, they are walking in the market, scaring people with death. When I hear those kind of things, I'm like, ah, do you read the Bible at all? Listen, you don't need to be a preacher before you tell somebody that Bonia they know. Ah, the other time when that sister entered was was doing prostitution, she got HIV and died. We all saw that. Did we all see it? That one is a simple way to let you know. The guy went to somebody's house to rob the person. He was arrested. He was beaten to death. Before it was written in the Bible, it was already manifested. <coughs> what am I trying to say? Let us have understanding into God's word. I'm telling you. So you are here, you know, to say, yes, you go now, you must show. And you should be to my back anytime. It is, you should be to my back now, you must show. I don't know what, what 
whether you are yet a Christian or not. I'm telling you the truth. Because, or see, yes, you Christian, and you are a Christian. Na yenia hoti fonye dimri kabe kwa kushiano. Na yebese no senyankupon banoba. Yene no bese. Yeni pebiya bese sa. Ama ya ayete se onu yusu ni pebiya pepepe. Se ubesia sa si swa. Yene no difference biye nini. Isan se. Yene ayaya hoti fonye nama sa si swa. Yene yusu kristu ayifonyere. We are the bride of the Lord Jesus. When did we see that the bridegroom is coming and the, and, and the bride wants to run away? What is the problem? What is the problem? They don't even teach you that you are the bride of the Lord Jesus. What are they telling you? Something different. They, they, they speak of hell and demons satan more than god the heavenlies the angels the lord jesus Can you hear me? Can you all hear me? Good. Now let me tell you something. Are you following me? I want to start a narration. Are you following me? But is it okay now? Is the is the line okay now? Good. Now follow me. The word of God spoke to us about the tabernacle of Moses. When God took Moses into the heavens, and the Bible said, God showed him the temple that was in heaven. And God showed Moses that as I am bringing you back to the earth, come and build the same thing you saw in heaven on the earth. And I am giving you the parameters, the measurements. The length should be this, the breadth should be this, the height should be this, this and that and that and that. So God gave Moses specific parameters and measurements of a certain tabernacle that Moses saw in heaven that he was supposed to bring it on the earth. This actually is, let me say, the full package of the entire life of a human being on the earth. If you miss that, you are in trouble. 
Are you following? Good. Now, I'm trying to break things down gradually for us to understand. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay. Now, when Moses came back from the heavenlies, he gathered the people of Israel and said, This is what the Lord showed me in the heavens. And he said, We should build a tabernacle. At that time, the Lord had called them out of Egypt, slavery, to the promised land. And they were still in the wilderness. They had not yet got into the promised land. So they built what we called a moving tabernacle. To the extent that when God tells them to move, they have to remove everything and move. And mostly they move in the night by a pillar of fire and during the daytime by a pillar of cloud. The moment that pillar of fire stops, wherever the pillar of fire stops, they will pitch the tabernacle there and they will stay there in their tents. And there was a way that God told them to arrange their tents in relation to the tabernacle. This is what I'm trying to say. The moment they get to a place where the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire stops, the first thing they will, they will pitch at that place is the tabernacle. So, nobody is supposed to pitch his or her tent. That is to let you know, if they don't get a place of an inhabitation for the Lord, they also are not supposed to have a place because how their tents are going to be arranged is according to the temple or the tabernacle of the Lord that they are supposed to pitch. So the tabernacle is actually the reference point even of their tent. Are you getting the picture here? Follow me carefully. Now, this tabernacle actually is the entire lifestyle of human beings on the earth. Now, when Moses and the people built the tabernacle, God told them that they were supposed to put certain things in the tabernacle. God instructed them to build the tabernacle into three divisions. So the first division is called the outer court. The outer court. The second division is called the inner court or the holy place. And the third division is called the most holy place. The outer court, the inner court, and the most holy place. 
follow me. Ah, we are going somewhere. Now, and all these three divisions of the tabernacle had specific things that were supposed to be put in each of them. Listen to me carefully. So, when the time comes for all the Israelites to come before God for their sins to be forgiven. Every family will bring a lamb that is a male, that is without blemish. And they will kill that lamb. And they kill the lamb on what we call the bronze altar. So I'm going to actually touch on some few things. So I said that I'm, I'm trying to check if we are all following. I said that the tabernacle was divided into three main dimensions. Which, which and which. I want to know if you are following. I want somebody to at least list all of them. Okay. Good. But listen, don't change the, um, let me say, how it is. it has been ordered. You get it. So you first are with the outer court, then the inner court, then the most holy place. The outer court, the inner court, then the most holy place. Good. Exactly. Great. It's good that you are following. Now, God instructed them to put certain items in each of the dimensions. God instructed them to put certain items in each of the dimensions. Now, in the first dimension, which is the outer court, God instructed them to put two things. The first one is called the liver. L-A-V-E are also known as the sea others also say lava it is actually like a basin a basin of water but that basin of water the feet is like the feet of a calf i don't know how to show it I as a pine kesia in so but pine no asiano is as 
Pasiania Trasano, we know a sound. I had said the old blocks, Macomaco for a sea one side, the other side, the other side, the other side. Now the pan is so. Are you getting it? Aha, to say the titano, nay, the day if it be Muchia, and not by no day three, we are four, north, south, east, and west, dear. Now the pan is so. That is how pan no asian it here. But sa asian like the leg of a calf. Are you following? So it is actually called the liver or the sea. S E A. Very, very important. There's a reason why it is called the sea. S E A. Very, very, very important. And it is found in the outer court. Then another item that is also found in the outer court is called the bronze altar. The bronze altar. The altar that they kill the lamb on and burn that lamb on. So in the outer court, two items are found. The first one is called the liver or the sea, which is a basin of water. Then the second item is called the bronze altar. Are you following? Good. Now, after that, you enter into the inner court. So there is a curtain that divides the outer court from the inner court. So, when a priest, I want to just mention the items before I, I narrate the short um, story, before we go into birth and death issues here. Good. So now, from the outer court, you move into the inner court. And in the inner court too, there are three items that are found there. Three items that are found. The first item is called the table of showbread. The table of showbread. Showbread is Rono showbread, showbread. In the key Bible, we call it trepan or shoe. Shoe, so what be? Tre will be. The table of showbread. Now, this is a table where they have packed bread, 12 loaves of bread, six on one side, six on the other side, and the whole table also. That is in the inner court. So the first item you are going to find in the inner court is the table of showbread. Then the second thing that you are going to find in the inner court is the golden lamp stand. The golden lamp stand. And how many of us know the um, seven lamp stands? How it looks like. The menorah sign. Good. That is what you are also going to find in the inner court. And that was the light supply in the inner court. It was the only supply of light in the inner court. Follow me, we are going somewhere. Pa. 
So I said the first thing you find in the inner court is what? The table of showbread. Then the second thing you are going to find in the inner court is the golden lampstand. The third thing you are going to find in the inner court is the altar of incense. Altar of incense. The altar of incense. The altar of incense. It is a small altar that always burns. And the smoke that comes out of it is a symbol of the prayers of the saints. Good. Now, after that, you will move into the most holy place. The most holy place. Others also call it the holy of holies. The holy of holies. Now, when you enter that place, the only item you're going to find there is the Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. And there's also a curtain that divides the holy place from the most holy place. Are you following? Are you following? Great, great, great. So now, get this. I'll try and send a picture of what I'm talking about to the WhatsApp page or and the Telegram page so that we all can see it. Now, the outer court is actually a big place. It is actually a big place that has not been roofed. So when you come to the tabernacle, the only part of it that has been roofed is the inner and the most holy place. So the outer court is widely open. And because it is widely open, its source of light is from the sun. I say, what's the fee now? What to offer him? When you pay for fee, man, because we now have compound honor. The compound actually is called the outer court. The source of light of the compound is from the sun. Are you following? And I said, what is the source of light of the inner court?
What is the source of light of the inner court? The golden lampstand. Great. Now, when you enter into the most holy place, the place is very dark. There is no light. Nothing. The only light that appears is the supernatural presence of the Lord. And that light appears on the Ark of the Covenant. That is, when God has accepted all the sacrifices and all that the priest is doing from the outer court to the inner court, and he enters into the most holy place, he will stand in front of the Ark of the Covenant and recite some sayings. And as, as he begins to recite the sayings, the energy will be created between the cherubim that are standing on the Ark of the Covenant. And just above the cherubim, a certain Ark, or let me say, a certain circular shape form of light will appear. And that light is what will light up the place. So if God does not appear, that is the glory of God. It is called the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory. If you have heard of the Shekinah glory, it is the light that appears, the supernatural light that appears. Can you hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? If it is okay and you can hear type one, just type one. Let me see. Amazing, 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 amazing. That's great. That's great. Now, so I said the source of light for the outer court is the sun. The source of light of the inner court is from the golden lampstand and the source of light of the most holy place or the holy of holies is the supernatural light that appears on top of the Ark of the Covenant. And that light is called the Shekinah glory of God. So if you have heard of Shekinah glory, Shekinah glory, it is actually the presence of God upon the Ark of the Covenant. And it is when that light appears that the priest can actually see. 
and it is a sign that God is in the midst of his people and that he has accepted all their sacrifices. So if the priest has any negative thing or any sinful thing in him and that light appears, it will strike him down and he will die. So mostly when the priest is entering, they tie a rope to his leg and that rope will be at the outer court as he is going. So they, if they wait and wait, and the thing is, after they have tied the rope to his leg, the garment of the priest, there is what we call the hem of the garment. The hem of the garment. The hem of the priestly garment actually is like the part of the, just the tip of the dress that is like, um, a thread like something you see those of you that have tillit those of you that have prayer show you say anon i had to say anon e i don't know if you are getting what i'm saying exactly that part is called the hem so the priestly garment that is how it has been designed from top to down so at the tip which is down there they have the hem and the hem they have actually tied it. You get it. So in between each hem is a, it is something like a bell. Between each hem, it is something like there is something like a small bell. And that bell was made of a certain fruit called the pomegranate. You have heard of that. Can you all hear me? Good. So now, as the priest is going about doing his work, the bell will be ringing. So when the priest enters the holy place, he moves around. He goes to the place of the table of showbread. After that, he will go to the lampstand. And when he goes to the lampstand, the golden lampstand, that is what he does. I will teach all of that. Then he goes straight to the altar of incense. So as he is moving, the small bells made of the pomegranate fruit will actually be ringing and they will know that. So when they are in the outer court, they can hear the sound of the bell and know that the priest is alive. But when they get to a point where they are not hearing any sound of a bell, then they will try to drag or pull him back to the outer court by the rope that they tied to his leg because the rope is long. And wherever the priest will go in the temple, it will surely have its end at the outer court. It's the ante sound they will pull the rope. And mostly when the glory appears and the priest is having any sinful thing inside him, the glory will strike him and he will die. And once the priest dies, because going into the most holy place is once every year just once every year and it's only the high priest that is supposed to go there once so the moment the priest died that means for that whole year the sins of the people will be upon them and they can die like chicken they have to take another year for another priest to come because the acceptance of the entire people was in the priest. 
if all the Israelites will have their sins forgiven, it must be in the priest. That is why priesthood time is not something you joke with. Because God has placed things in your hand as a priest. If your family will not be destroyed, it will be through you as the priest by your prayer. That is why I keep telling people, don't joke with priesthood time. Are you following? Now, let me explain things. So, from the very dimension of the Shekinah glory is where man originates. Follow me, by baby. So, man actually originated from the dimension of the Shekinah glory. He would then pass through the most holy place and come into the inner court. And when man gets into the inner court, do you know that the Bible calls man the glory of God? And now, when you look at the Shekinah glory that appears on top of the Ark of the Covenant, the shape of the Shekinah glory is actually the original shape of the human spirit. I can't go into that, you get confused. The human spirit, in its purest state, is like the Shekinah glory of God. When I'm talking about death, I won't talk about birth because it will take a long time. Now, so man, from the glory dimension, because he has an assignment in the outer court and in the tents, he has to move from the glory dimension. Then he will move and enter into the inner court. When he enters into the inner court, the first thing man actually comes in contact with in the inner court is what we call the altar of incense. And I told you that the altar of incense is a symbol of what? I said that the incense is a symbol of what? Exactly. The prayers of the saints. The prayers of the saints. Then you will now move to what we call the golden lampstand. The golden lampstand. And the golden lampstand is actually a stand having seven dimensional lamps. Seven dimensional lamps. And we all know how the menorah looks like. It is just one stand with seven lamps. And what actually causes the light in that lamp to light up is called oil. Oil. And that oil is a sign of the anointing. It's a sign of the anointing. So man, when he moves from the Holy of Holies, so listen, what I'm talking about is how you are born. Before you are born, your spirit moves from the glory dimension, which is the Ark of the Covenant in the most holy place. Then you move into the inner court because you are coming outside. You are coming to the earth to fulfill an agenda. You are coming to a place where your light will be from the sun. So the man will now move 
and he will enter the most holy place, there is something the prayers of the saint will do to him. It is a dimension he will pass through. Then it also he will pass through the dimension of the lampstand. Then he will pass through the dimension of the table of showbread, which symbolizes the word of God. They are all realms. So the inner court alone, there are, there are dimensions of realms that he will pass through. Before the man will now move into the outer court. Then into the outer court, the man will move to the realm of the brazen altar. Then from that dimension, he will pass through the realm we call the liver or the sea. And the moment he passes through the sea, he appears on the earth physically. That means he has been born. So the realm that is so close to man, that he passes through before he appears on the physical earth, is called the sea. And in fact, that actually is called the realm of the dead. It is the same thing. If you die and you are going back to God, you will turn and pass through all these processes before you appear before God. You have to pass through all these dimensions before you appear before God. So listen, when you die and you enter into the liver, which is the sea, you have not, and you, you are, you are, in fact, you have not gotten to your destination. When you get to the dimension of the brazen altar, you have not gotten to your destination. If you, end, if you get to the dimension of the table of showbread, you have still not gotten to your destination. When you get into the dimension of the lampstand, you have not gotten to your destination. If you get to the dimension of the altar of incense, you have still not gotten to your destination. But when you hit the altar of incense, you are getting close. <laughs> My God. Are you following? Daddy, please, how long does one spend at a particular time? It depends on the life you lived on earth. It depends on the life you live on earth. I can stand here and boldly tell you there are certain people who died about five years ago. They have still not gotten to their destination because it is a journey. Five years of death, they have still not gotten to their destination. It is a journey. The same way birth is a journey, death also is a journey. Now, listen to me. And one of the things you have to understand is that all the realms that you pass through before you get to your destination, there are people that dwell there, that God has actually called them to dwell there. 
That is where God made them and created them to be. So they are living their lives there. You are passing through that dimension. Keke. So you have to understand that. Now, with this foundation, this is just the foundation of what we want to teach. And I'm going to take my time. So that the place is money or gold used in the realm of the dead because kings and chiefs are buried with it. In fact, when you go to the realm of the dead, they have much more riches than the earth. I'm telling you, the person may come back, it's okay. We are talking about a man right now. There are much more riches in that realm because they have packed, because they are a dimension of the sea. And I've already told you that on this earth, in fact, the realm of the sea, ah, don't go there. They are about 10 years ahead of man in terms of civilization, technology, and those kind of things. I think one day I have to take my time and teach about this thing called gold and all those minerals. You see, men are very funny. I'm telling you, I don't want to shift from my message. I would have touched on that. But listen, people of God, Are you following? Great. So now, I can't talk much about birth because um, it it is a, it takes a whole lot of you know. But I'm just trying to touch on where does a man go after death? Have you seen that we have a lot of dimensions to walk through? It is not just something small. And the matter is, every realm you pass through when you are coming from the glory realm, which is the highest of the heavenlies, you actually spoke to all the beings in those realms that you are coming to the earth to fulfill this agenda. So they all know you are coming to fulfill this agenda. That is why when, when you die and you are passing through that same realm to where you came from, how you appear there will let them even know whether you were able to fulfill your work or not. Because anything you do on this earth in the fulfillment of your destiny appears in your soul. You can't hide it. That is why you can't die and get out of your body and say, ah, I will never go to hell. I'm running to heaven. It's a lie. The moment you get out of your body, how your soul has been made will determine where you go because there are giant beings that will push you to where you are supposed to go. <laughs> and the first being that will show you where you are supposed to go is your own guardian angel. So you can't hide. 
You, no, 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 not at all. It's, a, it's like a magnet. You can't do anything against it. You don't know where the force is coming from, but you can't resist it. I'm telling you. So now, the moment a man's soul exits his body, he has been given just a short time, just a short time, to move around the earth. And moving around the earth within that short period of time is like he is standing in front of a river about to cross. That is how it is like. Most of the times, even in prophetic visions, when somebody is about to die, this is how we see it. We see the person trying to, the person crossing a river. It is a sign of death. And I want you to know, not all of us will cross the river with the same time. (laughs) Because some people can be overwhelmed by the river. There are people when they die, they can be trapped. Can you all hear me, please?
Alright, great. So as I said, the time that people would take to cross that river, which actually is the sign or the symbol of death, is not the same. Some people can take much more longer in the river than others. Can you hear me? Good. So you have to understand that. This will also let you know that in the realm of the dead, some people stay there longer than others. And there are so many reasons for that. But no matter the matter, you pass through the realm of the dead, move from that dimension to different realms. So now, with what God has given to us as the pathway to Him, what happens to a believer when a believer dies? The first thing is this, follow me. The moment a believer dies, the soul will pass through the sea, which is the realm of the dead. <clears throat> now, when the person passes through the realm of the dead, the person actually is given a judgment. And that judgment is not like we think. The moment they know that they, they notice that the person is a believer, he appears with a certain realm of light. Because you can never go to God or go to heaven without passing through the realm of the dead. It is the same place you pass through before coming to this physical earth. Put that at the back of your mind. But there is a way. When you enter into the realm of the dead, they will all rise and salute you. It is when you had received the Lord Jesus as your Savior and you are shining with light. So once you die and you appear in that realm of the dead, they all rise and they begin to salute. And they know they all give you way to pass through to the next dimension. At that point, what is said is that death does not have any power over you again. Because that realm of the dead is a realm kept by what we call death. So when you enter that realm because of life that is in you, you begin to move and navigate your way to the dimension, to the door that moves from the realm of the dead to the next dimension. Now understand what I'm about to say. Once you move from the realm of the sea, which is the realm of the dead, you appear in a dimension which is actually known as, as we talked about, the brazen altar or the bronze altar. It is actually a place of smoke. It is actually a place of fire. It is actually a place of blood. Because that is the place where sacrifices are made. It is another realm.
So when you appear in that realm, this one you are dead. Exactly. When Jesus died, he entered straight into the realm of the dead. And when Jesus entered the realm of the dead, he did not stay there. He entered hell also. Because there are two gates when you get to the realm of the dead. There is one that leads to hell. And that pathway looks is different. And there is another way that leads to light. Which one is moving you into the heavenlies? That is the door. When you get there, the one that leads to light is, not, is actually what Jesus spoke about. It is called the narrow way. The narrow way. And the one that leads into hell is actually what the Bible calls... Have you, have you read of that? Good. And when you get there, you can't say, Ah, narrow way, no, Jesus can't make a Bible. Meanwhile, you lived your life in a nonsense way. No, a force will push you. <laughs> you don't know. To understand, everybody on the surface of the earth, man born of a woman, will die and pass through that realm of the dead. Once you die, it is the realm of the, of the dead you pass through. But when you pass through that dimension, you know there are two gates. One is called the narrow way and one is called the wide one. The broad way you now pass through based on the light of Christ that is present in you. Now, let's forget about those that will pass through the broad way. We'll talk about this later. But now let's talk about those that will pass through the narrow way into the realm of light and the heavenlies. So now, as the believer has crossed the river, which is the realm of the dead, which is the sea, it will be changed and once you have crossed that river, you enter into the narrow gate, you appear in a different realm. And in that realm too, that realm also is a realm of the brazen altar. It is more of sacrifices. I'm trying to make things quick because if I try to go into that into details, I will not finish. Meanwhile, today too, I don't want to teach all. I'm just trying to, you know, Touch some few things so that we all have understanding about the basic um, things. Are you following? Exactly. And there are a whole lot of things that actually go on when you are in the river, which is the realm of the dead. And Nema Koso Papa. And I don't have enough time to teach on that. Some people, because of the people they actually gave their souls to, they are trapped in the realm of the dead. For some time, before they are allowed to go to hell, they suffer. So there are people who are not in hell right now, even though they live foolish lives, they have been trapped. This is why I keep telling people that because realm of the dead. I'm telling you. 
let me tell you i told you that the realm of the dead is also a place even for people that god created them to be there dada are you are you getting it and go forth so when you go there and you did not serve christ death has power over you so those people over there can have power over your life they can trap you exactly every realm has citizens if you are in the realm of the dead you are still on earth because the realm of the dead actually is a place on the earth another one even hell is also on the earth <laughs> Amazing. I wish by now you had you have had understanding. So that when I say it, I'm not talking of the physical plane only. So that you will not go and look for hell on the physical earth. You are making a mistake. I mean, it will be a guy who say, ah. <laughs> you see, yes, hell is under the sea. The last gate of the sea. In a people who bore a hell. They are all on the physical, they are all on the earth plane, but not the, the physical dimension. Are you following? Good. So now, let's forget about those that will go to hell. We'll talk about this later. Now, so once you exit the door, the narrow way, you begin to move and make a journey into the realm of light. So you, have now, you are now starting to exit the earth to the heavenlies. Now, when you cross the narrow gate, you appear at another realm that is full of smoke. And that realm, the, the light of Christ in you will navigate you through. There are beings that are also dwelling there. Then from that, you move into a dimension where
Can you hear me, please? All right, great. So, as I was saying, after you have crossed the realm of the dead, which is the sea, you begin to move into the realm of light, the heaviness. And it is in them that you, are, you have started the actual journey from the first heavens, the second heavens, the third heavens, and you are going. Did you get what I said? Did you get it? Good. So after you have crossed the realm of the dead, you now move into the realms of the heavenlies. You move from the first heavens, you move to the second, the third. Now, all these realms have what you are going to receive there. You are going to God. Now, put this at the back of your mind. Put this at the back of your mind. In the first heavens, there are a lot of things that do happen there. The second heavens, there are a lot of things that do happen there. The third heavens too. So when you get to the third heavens, the third heavens is the realm we call paradise. You are not at where you are going. Paradise is not your destination. In fact, paradise is known as the, the farm or the plantation or the garden of God. It is the place where Heavenly things are grown, or let me say, are cultivated. Are you with me? Good. So when you get to paradise, you have not gotten to where you are going. Paradise is not your destination. There is a passing route. You pass through that dimension to another realm. And the place of paradise, where you get to before you move to the fourth heavens, is actually the place known as the bosom of Abraham. The bosom of Abraham. So the bosom of Abraham actually is the last point of paradise that you exit before you enter into the fourth heavens. Are you following? Then you move gradually. You move gradually. You pass through the fifth heavens, the sixth, the seventh. In fact, you pass through a lot of heavens. Then you come to a place. Follow me. We are about to get to what I, I want to say. 
and that is the side that is very very important can you all hear me i want everybody to hear me before i say what i want to say good so now when you get to a certain dimension in the heavens where you will meet that is the part when you get to that dimension in fact you get to a place called the realm of life where all the believers will meet it is also a heaven but from that dimension you will now go into another realm and that realm is the most confusing part listen to me it is only that part that when a person goes through hell the person will also go through hell and its dimensions and can also appear in that place Let me explain what I mean so that you don't get confused. That actually is called the realm of the judgments. And that judgment is not going to be God is the one that is going to say, you come, stand here. You did this, you didn't do this, go here. No. It is actually called the stream of fire. The stream of fire. Can you all hear me, please? Okay. Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, verse 10. Daniel chapter 7, verse 10. Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? Good. So now listen. This will happen. After a believer has gone through all the realms, he will now come to a place where God will judge him. So listen to me. The judgment of believers is actually not like what we think. It is when God is going to test the works that you did on the earth and give you a crown 
or a reward for your works. So after you have passed through all the heavens, you will now get to a place where God will judge you and give you your reward according to your works. That judgment is not what we have been told. That judgment does not lead to heaven or hell. No. At that time, you have already passed through the realms of the heavens. You are actually standing in a heaven. But you will be judged. That judgment is that God is going to give you your reward according to your works that you did on this earth with the Holy Ghost present in you. And what is going to do the judgment is called fire. It is actually called the stream of fire. The stream of fire. Can you all hear me? So now, let's read something from the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 and 10. Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 and 10. Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 and 10. You can post it here. Post it here. The King James Version. Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 and 10. You can post it. Quickly, quickly. Good. The Bible said, Thrones were set up well as I was watching. And the Eternal took his place. His clothing and his hair were white as snow. His throne was a blazing fire with fiery wings, and flames were dashing out from all around. Countless thousands were standing there to serve him. The time of judgment began, and the books were opened. Good. Now, listen to what he said. In, uh, I want the King James Version. Somebody, the one, this one said, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of these did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wings as burning fire. A fiery stream, a fiery stream. A fiery stream or a stream of fire issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. Look at that. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. Now, listen. God bless you, Samuel. The Bible said, Thrones were set. And before the throne, a fiery stream, a stream of fire issued and came forth from the lost throne. And it was in this that thousands and ten thousands ministered unto him. Then the judgment was set and the books were opened. With books. We have the book of life. 
and we have the book of the Lamb's book of life. They are not the same. The book of life and the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by that. Listen, you follow me carefully. Let's let's go deep. That is why I want to say all this thing before maybe God willing um after tomorrow we'll start tackling the questions and answers. <laughs> so you see, all believers are not the same based on what we did for God. The Holy Ghost inside us will be the lady. But Paul did marvelous things for the Lord. He expressed Christ in every way, even in persecution. You don't want to receive the same judgment as Paul. Never. It won't happen. So there are those whose names are found in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, this stream of fire is actually also known as the Lake of Fire. And this lake of fire, what it does is that it is actually the, the judgment of God. And it is not you come, you did this when you were on earth, go and go to the no, that is not how God judges. God judges with the stream of fire, which is the lake of fire. And what happens is that every believer that will pass through all the realms of the heavens before he can get to the throne of god he must cross he must cross the stream of fire and that stream of fire is going to be your judgment so whatever comes out of the stream of fire is actually your reward so at that point your works that you did will become like you you will pass through it so if your works you did has appeared like you like has appeared in you like gold when you pass through the stream of fire you come out you are refined that is your reward and every reward that god gives god has a crown but the thing is there are those when they enter into the stream of fire even though they are christians they will never get any reward and those that will not get a reward there is a term for them in the word of God. The word of God says, we call them that this, the lake of fire has hurt them. H-U-R-T. The lake of fire has hurt them. Now, the word of God said, I believe you can all hear me. There are those that will be hurt by the lake of fire. They are believers. They have appeared in all the dimensions of the heavens. But when it came to the point of judgment and receiving of crowns, they did not. Because they were hurt. So when you put paper in the lake of fire, what will, what will come after it? What, 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 what will you receive at the end? It will be burnt. Nothing will come out. It means that they have been hurt by the lake of fire the word of god said in the book of revelations in the book of revelations chapter 2 verse 11 revelations chapter 2 verse 11 listen to what the bible says revelations chapter 2 verse 11 
good. The Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. And do you know the second death? What is the second death? The Bible said, Death and hell shall be thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So the lake of fire actually is the second death. So there are some people that will not be hurt by the second death. And there are some people that the, the lake of fire or the second death will actually cover them. So they will die again. Understand that to be hurt of the second death is different from dying in, in, in the lake of fire. They are not the same. Are you getting it? <laughs> Some people are still shocked. Is that quite scary? <laughs> oh my god, amazing. Don't worry, don't worry. It is not scary. We are, we are, we are thinking like men. That is why it, it looks scary. But when you die, your, your, your state had actually changed. You will be refined. Gold is not afraid of fire because it is what refines it. But those... <laughs> so if you are paper and you are going through fire, you, you will surely be scared because definitely you know. Nothing will So you are not supposed to be afraid. So get this. There are those that will be hurt by the second death, which is the lake of fire, because can you can you hear me please? Good. So the Bible said in the book of Revelations, the book of Revelations, chapter 20, verse 14. Now listen to what the word of God said. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now let's look at this. So if your name is not found in the book of life, you are cast into the lake of fire. And listen to what the word of God said again. Revelation chapter 21 verse 27. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. The Bible said, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Can you see it here?
those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Are you getting the picture here? I'm going to take my time and teach this clearly. That before you enter into the lake of fire where you are going to be judged, there is a place we all will go. But that place that you will go, not every Christian will go to that place. That place is actually called the beloved city. The beloved city of God. And that place, it is only those whose names are found in the Lamb's book of life that will go there. The Lamb's book of life that will go there. We are all Christians. We are in heaven. But we are not at the same place, people of God. God is not by us. We are the ones that have lived our lives anyhow. That is why when you see people killing themselves for God, you think they are fools. They are, they are making a way for themselves in the heavens. And when we go before God, and God is giving us rewards, people of God, it will be amazing on the side of certain people and some people too will cry. They will not cry that they did not make it to heaven. In fact, they will be in heaven and they will still cry. Because they wasted time on unnecessary things. There are people who are still here fighting about things. And they don't know what actually carry weight in the heavens. They don't know. Don't waste a lot of time. Don't waste time. Manifest Christ wherever you go. God willing, I'm going to touch on some few things. But I want you to know, finally, before we close, that the lake of fire is actually the judgment of God. I don't know if you have been in Kopong, in the original dimension of God's eternal creation, God actually planned that the soul of man will be judged. And the judgment of our souls will actually be through the lake of fire. I already told you that the lake of fire is like a litmus. It is a litmus test to check whether this one is acid or base. Indeed, it is actually going to be the judgment token before the Lord. Every human being will pass through. Now, there are three categories of people that will come. There are three categories of people that the lake of fire will have influence on. The first people are those that will go into the lake of fire and come out. And they are the ones that we call overcomers. That means the lake of fire did not have any 
negative influence on them, they overcame. I had to say, Wako court, near Jedunius, you were debate. But when you come out, you are with joy. So it is judgment. And we have those that the lake of fire will hurt them. Those that the lake of fire will hurt them are Christians. They will go through the lake of fire, they will come out, but without any reward. So there are people who will die, go to heaven, and they will not get any reward because the, the reward is according to your works. For what? What did you do? You that you did not propagate the gospel? You that you never told anybody about Christ? What are you going to receive as a reward? So you, when you pass through the lake of fire as your judgment, you will be hurt. And that hurt means that you will come out without any reward. And there are those that will be overcome by the lake of fire. Omwa, they will be overcome by the lake of fire. And Omwa, say, we have died the second death. And those ones are not believers. Are you getting it? So after the believers have received their rewards, then unbelievers, those that are in hell, will also be marched through the lake of fire. And if they are overcome by it, they will be changed in there. That is when death and hell. So the last enemy the Bible said that will be conquered is death. It is hell, crabidi, cartoon, and son of death. Death will be the last enemy that will be conquered. And once death is judged, death passes through the lake of fire and is judged, then everything will go back into the original place of God once again. And according to the eternal wisdom of God, He knows what to do next. Hallelujah. Exactly. What are you going to receive? What are you going to receive? Understand this. There is what we call resurrection. I'm going to touch on it the, the other time. Um, maybe the next time we, we talk about what happens after death. So right after here, I'm going to upload the message. What happened? Today I brushed the surface because I just wanted to give an idea of what we are going to talk about. I will take time and go into the term, mention each of the heavens that you pass through. In fact, we are talking about um, not, not less than 32 heavens, not less than 32 heavens that you have to pass through. And all those heavens that you pass through, you are actually going to be... <coughs> so you have to understand. In fact, paradise is the third heavens. We are talking about 32 main heavens and you are in paradise, the third one. You see where we are. Something is wrong with you. So if Jesus told that guy that today you shall be with me in paradise, and can't you say you come with me to the Father? Don't be deceived. Exactly. So you have to focus on these things. <laughs> God bless you. I'm telling you that I'm kind of crab control. There are people in paradise right now. They are actually farmers for the Lord. 
Mrs. Manu, what are you talking about? Farmers. Yes. I told you that paradise is actually known as the plantation of God. When you go there, there are angelic beings there. There are certain other beings that are also there. That, that is when we have flowers that sing. Flowers do sing. We have streams of rivers. We have colors you have never seen on earth before. Paradise is nice. If you get it, you think that is the end of heaven. It's a lie. <laughs> it is the most serene place. Because the second heavens, we have darkness, a lot of noise, a whole lot of voices, thunderings here and there. But when you enter into paradise, it is called the serene, serenity of heaven. Very silent. That is when you are getting close to the place called the bosom of Abraham. That cry is the nicest among all the regions of paradise. May the Lord help us and open our eyes to have understanding into all these things. God willing, the next time we go through it, understand that God willing, tomorrow we are going to meet this night for priesthood time. We are then going to meet in the afternoon for lunch prayer fire. is going to be a time of announcement. Then in the evening, exactly 7 p.m. Holy Ghost time, we are going to meet also for mega one word from the Lord. Make sure you don't forget your token of Apple. God bless you. Right after here, I'm going to upload the message. I'm going to name it um, what happens after death part one download it god bless you and keep you strong let's meet at priesthood time at 12 a.m shalom bye bye